This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 136 is going to be from 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love. 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 and 18 read, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Jesus is the only one that has ever lived that has had perfect love. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, Jesus always kept the commandments of the Father. And so he loved the Father perfectly. And because of this, all fear was cast out because fear involves torment. But Jesus didn't have to be worried about whether or not Jesus was going to be right with the Father because he always did those things that were pleasing to the Father, John chapter 8 and verse 29. And thus he did not have to fear the Father. But in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one else except for Jesus has had this type of love for the Father. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short. And because of this, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Because of this, the only way that we can have perfect love is to go through Christ, to have our sins washed away. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, And why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And thus there's always going to be this little bit of fear in us. But as we grow and mature and learn God's word, we should be moving toward perfect love. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The more faith we build in our lives, the closer we become to having this perfect love as we study God's word and become, and become approved of by him. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. When we come to this fear that what we have done in our lives has hurt God and that we are sinners, then this fear should motivate us to becoming closer to God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's where our faith begins to grow because we start looking for what God wants in our lives. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. But only the fool, once he realizes he has sinned, doesn't look for God and look for a way to be pleasing to God. And so the fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love. And the more faith we put in our lives, the closer we come to having this perfect love for Christ. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The more faith we build in our lives, 
the more this fear goes away because we start loving God in our lives by keeping his commandments. And the better we get at keeping his commandments, the less fear we have because we're not going to be tormented by the sin that is in our lives. If you turn with me to Luke chapter 22 and verse 42, we see this principle saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And so Jesus had his own separate will from the Father. And he did not want to go through all the pain and suffering that was coming in the cross. But he understood something. He understood it wasn't his will that was important. It was the Father's will that was important. And this is why he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He would put aside his own will to do that of the Father's every single time. And this was why he didn't have any torment because of sin in his life. He didn't have to worry about spiritual death. Because when it came to doing the Father's will, not even his own will was more important than the Father's will. And so Jesus moved toward perfect love. He was perfect love because he never once separated himself from God. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love, us that are not perfect because we have sin in our lives, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it should cause us to fear that spiritual death, which should make us move toward love. In John chapter 8 and verse 29 through 32, it says, And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The only thing that has the power to make us free today is the truth. And if we abide in the words of Christ, then we're going to find the truth. And we're going to know what the truth is. When we decide that we're going to put that truth into practice in our lives, because we know God loves us, and that he will not leave us alone, that he will always be faithful to us then we will grow toward love and fear will become less in our lives. But the less faith we have, the more fear we should have of God. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. We show Jesus, we demonstrate our love for the Father and for Christ and for the word of God and for the spirit by keeping the commandments of Jesus. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We should be striving to be made perfect in love by keeping the commandments of God. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11, the Bible says, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your consciences. Notice with me again, Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. It should be the aim of every single Christian alive today 
to be well-pleasing to the Father. And the closer we become to God by studying His Word and becoming approved of by Him, the less terror we have to have. But if we're not doing His will, if we're not putting into practice in our lives what He wants for us, then we should be terrified of the Lord because we've all sinned, and that is sin. When we separate ourselves from God, we should be terrified because the wages of sin is death. No sin is ever going to inherit the kingdom of God because Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2 say sin separates us from God, and that should be absolutely terrifying toward us. So the fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. This will cause us to make absolutely sure that what we're doing is right before God. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever we do in this life, we need to do in the name of the Lord or by His authority. This is how we show that we love Him. And the more that we know what we're doing is right, the more fear is cast out of us. And we're no longer tormented by sin. If we can go to the scriptures and we can have book, chapter, and verse for everything that we do, we don't have to worry about whether it's right or not. That's why people that use instrumental music in the worship assembly have to worry. It's because the Bible only says to sing. There is nowhere in the scriptures where we can go to book, chapter, and verse and say in the New Testament, we have the authority of Christ to use instrumental music in our worship to him. But we can go to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, and see that we are to sing. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward loving him. And the only way for us to love him is to keep his commandments. If we do not keep his commandments and what he wants in his word, then we do not love the Lord. And we are not working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. If we're going to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, we have to care about what God has said in his word. And we have to put it into practice in our lives. If we're not doing what he wants us to do, then we don't fear him enough and we don't love him enough. We're not being moved toward love. We should be moving toward having that perfect love, even though we'll never obtain it because we will always have sin in our lives. We should be moving toward living the way that he wants us to live as best as we possibly can. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 in the ESV, it says, do your best to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to be doing our best to show ourselves approved of by God. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, the Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Jesus was tempted in all points as we are, but his love for God held true. He had perfect love for him. He never sinned, but he was tempted in all points as we are. In the wilderness, when he was tempted by the devil, he was tempted by the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And he was tempted, but he loved God more than he loved himself. And he stayed without sin. This is how Jesus can understand what we're going through today when we are tempted. And he can help us. He gave us his word. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. The King James there says, may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. Jesus gave us his word. He is capable of helping us because he was tempted in all points as we are. And so he knows how to keep us out of sin. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, No temptation is taking you except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. You see, Jesus can help. He can help us find mercy. He can help us find grace in our time of need because we are sinners and we deserve death. But he can help us, and he's given us his word to help us. When he was being tempted in the wilderness, he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. That's what kept him from sinning. And he's given that to us to study, to know, so that we can know how to be approved of by God and rightly divide his word. He loves us so much that he gave us this. He came here to die so that he could perfect us in love, wipe away our sins, and so that if we're obedient to him, we don't have to have this torment of sin in our lives. We can have perfect love because of him. Not because we've obtained it, but because he has obtained it. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love, toward loving Christ and keeping his commandments and wanting to know how to be pleasing to him. Therefore, we have to use his word to point us to God, to point us to Him, so that we can go through Him to reach the Father. John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. And so we have to use His Word in order to make it to heaven. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, the Bible says, Though He was a Son, talking about Jesus, Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. We need to show that we love him by obeying him. And we need to learn obedience by the things which we're suffering right now so that he can perfect us through his word so that we can have everlasting life. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 31, the Bible says, Therefore, brethren, having a boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see that day approaching. For if we sin willfully, 
After we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The fear of the Lord should motivate us toward love, because it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.